Hey guys, my name is Casey. And I'm Daniel. And we're a married couple who recently started a true crime podcast called Dancy True Crime. That's D-A-N-S-I True Crime. I enjoy myself some true crime, so we hope you do too. Come on over and check us out. We can't wait to see you guys there. We take turns on Who Tells the Story every week. Our episodes are posted every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. To subscribe or follow, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. Oh, don't worry, guys. We have a couple other places here. We are also available on Facebook, TikTok, and the Instagram. Our podcast is for mature audiences only. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page, join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, you will, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey guys, Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, They will be posted on our Facebook page. They are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. Warning, the following is intended for mature audiences only. Your discretion is advised. Hey guys, I'm Casey. I'm Daniel. And we are Dan's True Crime. And we want to do apologize to you for the delay on the last episode. And we are we posted the bonus episode for you guys. And now we are going to do the normal week's episode. And Daniel, again, who is that on? We are talking about Nicholas Sheely. Nicholas Sheely, okay. This is a... He was known as a spree killer as he had a total of eight victims across two states. And how many days? Uh, it was within like a week, I think, uh, if not, if less than that. So, okay. Yes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right on in today. All right. Nicholas Troy Sheely. He was born on July 31st in 1979. His parents were James and Deborah Sheely. At a young age, Nicholas had a history of drug and alcohol abuse as well as a criminal history. He had been previously arrested and sent to a prison for charges including drug possession, domestic battery, robbery, and weapon charges. And this is... Sounds like a... A real piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. In 1999... This is when he would spend his first time in jail for 90 days. Is what each term refers to. A police officer must be a member of the police force 
However, a peace officer can be a member of the police force, but they don't have to be. So basically, like you said, like kind of like a security or, you know. Volunteer. Yeah. Police. Okay. I think campus police when I think of something That's like that. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Okay, so maybe he was at the mall or just somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Not even a year later then, in the year 2000, he is actually going to be sentenced to six years. And this time, he's going to be going to prison for aggravated battery. He sounds like a real piece of work, honestly. Like, yeah. He's a breadwinner right there. Right. Not. <laughs> But uh, just wait, it keeps getting better and better. There's going to be charges filed against him for aggravated battery with great bodily harm. Those charges were later dismissed. How on earth that happens? He's a violent motherfucker. Why would you dismiss his charges? <laughs> right? 2006. There's going to be more charges against Nick for aggravated battery. But not only that, he's got home invasion armed robbery but somehow again dismissed what that did they forget to read him his miranda rights or something like know. how are how is he getting away with all of that i don't know but we're gonna add a little bit more to this wait where is this at what state this is sorry apologize for starter this is here in illinois that explains a lot <laughs> right our justice system here is screwed yes Yes. Like, absolutely screwed. And for the majority of it, it's going to happen near the Quad Cities. It's going to happen up near the Rockford-ish areas on a few of them. But we'll get into exactly where everything's going to happen here in a little bit. Yet again, not even a year later, he's got some more charges against him. Of course, because he can't keep his freaking hands off of people. Right. He's got another home invasion. Discharging a firearm. A felony weapon possessions were also dismissed. I swear they had to have forgot to read his Miranda rights every single time or something because how the hell does it keep getting dismissed? I I, I don't know, but we're gonna we're gonna go back just a little ways and talk a little bit about his past and kind of get to more why he is the way he is and where he was at kind of thing. Okay. Now, Nicholas married his first wife in the 90s and had two children before divorced in 2001. So just try to keep that because it's going to be a little hard. So keep track. He's got two kids so far. Prior to the divorce, his wife filed for protective order in 97 and again in 2000. Per the records on the judici from a 2000 protective order, quote, Court has never seen more extensive injuries on the face of a victim, end quote. So basically, they'd never seen a victim who had been beaten so bad. Right. And how he keeps getting away this with this stuff, like you were saying. Okay, continue. Sorry. Now this uh, piece of shit. You literally took the words out of my mouth. While he was in prison, old boy decided he's going to uh, start dating a gal named Holly Gal. I'm sorry, Holly, because you shouldn't have been dating this dude. He mm. should have been locked up in prison, and he's a piece of shit. Don't worry, because in 2003, he filed for a restraining order from Holly. That reminds me of something that actually happened in my life. But now with this, though, it was it was dismissed due to a lack of evidence. Now, he ended up having two children. A lack of evidence? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah never mind. No, yep. I thought you were talking about the one that he had severely beaten. No, no, no this, this was with when Holly. she tried, or 
this was when she, he got one on her, right? Yeah, because he yeah. filed the restraining order, but it was dismissed. Yeah, he would probably beat her. Yeah, but uh, she, he probably was doing that to get it before she did. But uh, here's the goofy thing: they end up having two children together while dating, in addition to his two children. So now he's got four children. Okay, right, but. She had two children from previous relationships. Oh, so good lord. So kind of he's six kids. Between the two of them, yes. Oh, my manta. We have four between the two of right, us. Right, right. And um, it's hard enough that way. Right. Now, here's... It's, I mean, I guess times are different now than it was back then. Well, this was early 2000s, too. Well, this is... Times 90s. were different. Completely. Yeah. Times were a lot different. A lot better. A lot more fun. You could go out. You could do There's, whatever. Yeah. Is. But kind of when this stuff happened, this dude was, he was sick in the head. Yet again, though, we'll, we'll get there. So it's Jesse Pomeroy. Don't oh. even get me started. I'm, oh, he made me so mad. Well, this next part's going to make you a little more mad, too, because I just told you that, you know, Holly, you tried to get the restraining order. Tell me then why on May 10th, 2008, they're going to go and get married. And when did he get the restraining order? Uh... 2003 so five so years five later. years later wow so apparently he changed his life around air quotes whatever yeah well don't get me wrong in five years somebody can change your life around and i've seen it as oh yeah proof and when that does happen that that is good when you can change it, it, it is yes. great yeah it is amazing and i'm not really gonna get, get into detail on that but that's fine but I'm just letting you know that when you do see it and you hear the stories and then you physically see the difference yeah, and you know a little bit of the background, I... For you, that's awesome. But for me, it's, being it's, the one who was in the who was in the situation and seeing that person now... Right. That person is a much better human being. Right. So kudos, you know. Yeah, kudos. And I'm glad that that person was able to get their life together. Right. Most definitely. So. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, June 3rd of 2008, he is going to get arrested again for driving on a revoked license and under the influence. What a dumbass. Right. And Don't just, drink and drive. It just keeps getting better and better. Because while he was in court, he also committed a robbery of an elderly woman. What the fuck? Yeah. But he was not a suspect at that time because there was not enough evidence to charge him just yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, now, Nick and Holly would later lose their home. They would move into a trailer on Holly's mother's property. But there was a few stipulations. Holly's mom would make it very, very, very... I gotta push this. Very clear that there's not gonna be any drugs on the property nor alcohol those are some good rules you know at first they they seemed you know it was gonna be okay and but no later on they would both take out a loan on their car they would use some of a thousand dollar loan and they would go and get themselves that alcohol and their drugs so they took out a loan to go buy drugs and alcohol pretty much yeah they took a loan out on, on their car well, that was stupid. Yeah, because they've they've got to get that fixed. They got to get that high. And I had not seen exactly what kind of drugs they were into. I just know that they were 
big into that. Here's kind of when it starts getting into the rough stuff. June 23rd, 2008 is when Nick's on June 23rd in 2008. This is when Mr. Sheely would relapse on the drug and alcohol addiction and would start on the killing spree. Too often than not, you see these serial killers on drugs. Be ready for this because this first one is heartbreaking. 93 years old. What? Nick would be a 93-year-old Russell Reed just to get money to purchase drugs and alcohol. 93 years old. He would leave the body in the trunk of the vehicle, but the body would not be found for three days. On June 28th, before the body was identified as a suspect in the Reed murder, Sheely had robbed a 65-year-old. He would murder Randall and hit his body behind a grocery store stealing the man's truck. Now here's the messed up part about the store. In some of my research that I found, I, I had to dig a little bit more and I believe it was on a YouTube video that I got this information. It is in the show notes, so I apologize. I don't remember which resource it was, but the body was found behind a hy Wow. Employees had seen the body a couple days, but they just thought it was a homeless man, so they did not report it. No one bothered to go over and check. If they would have just been like, all right, you know, we need to check on this guy just to make sure he was okay, they could have gotten that going a little bit more. So we're going to talk just a little bit about Russell, kind of give you a little bit on his background, who he was. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Like I said, this one, it gets to you a little bit because the age range is just and the murders. Russell Reed. He was a 93-year-old farmer living in Sterling, Illinois. He drove his Buick to a local restaurant almost every morning to enjoy his morning coffee and breakfast. One day, he just never showed up. And this was on the 24th and 25th of June in 2008. So on June 26th, that's when they find they found the body. It was beyond beaten and found in the back of his Buick. He had no enemies. And his two sons could not think of anyone that would want to hurt him. Now, with Russell Royer Reed, he was born in 1914 on September 11th, up in our neighbors in Canada, over in Alberta. He was a loving husband to his wife, Evelyn, before she passed away in 1995. He was an excellent father to two sons prior to his death. He had also had a farm for 70 years and lived in a centuries-old farmhouse over in Sterling, Illinois. The family, of course, they were devastated and stunned. Ronald Randall was known as his friends as Ronnie. He was born in April 1943 on the 17th. He was, he was an army veteran. So to go and do that, that's just even more. He was retired. And in 2004, after removing more than 30 years... Oh, he sorry. was just going after the people he knew was weaker than him. Pretty much. You don't touch the tiny humans and you don't touch the elderly humans. No. So after he retired in 2004 for working with Maytag for 30 years, lived a good life and doing what he loved to do. And not only that, he was retired and just... And this is the cool part too. Okay, so... Enjoying what time he had left. Oh, he enjoyed point. it already. He loved to go paintballing. Oh. Yeah, right? So, I don't know, I didn't know how long paintball had been around, but if he's doing it as an older, as a father, grandfather, or whatever, have at it. 
Right. Enjoy it. Right. And then for football, he was a football fan. He liked the Dallas Cowboys. That's just quite interesting, you know, living in Illinois. And don't get me wrong. I, I got a few buddies up here that are Cowboys fans, but. My dad's a Cowboys fan. Yes. But kind of like as we were talking earlier, too. He, so, yes, he was not only a father, but he was a grandfather at the time of his death. It would be on June 30th when his body was found. Two days after Sheely had beat him to death and stole his vehicle. On that evening, on the 28th in 2008, Sheely had used Randall's stolen truck to drive to neighboring Rock Falls, Illinois. An ex-boyfriend of his new wife of the ex-lover of Holly. Gentleman's name is Brock Branson. He had found that the man was not home. But his 25-year-old roommate was. For whatever, Sheely would end up taking a hammer and beat Kenneth Yulvey to death. So that is our next victim. Kenneth Yulvey was born April 13th, 1983. Another young guy. He worked as a roofer for Terry Ratliff Construction. He was survived by his son, Caden, and well as his parents and siblings. Quote, he was just a nice kid who was in the wrong place at the wrong time, end quote. His uncle Rick would later say, Holland and Dermot, he had made plans to move from the apartment just in a few days when his roommate arrived home. And of course, Sheely would continue his killing spree. For Brock, the, the roommate, Brock Bronson was born in 1978. On October 16th. He was a country boy, kind of. He enjoyed fishing, boating, and listening to music. So, fishing, you can't have the music up too loud, but even still, on the way out right. there. Yeah. Oh, and here's an awesome one, too. He also... That's why I have headphones and earbuds. <laughs> right, right. Because even back then, you know, you could have... You, they didn't exactly have earbuds, but they had the headphones. Right, but still. Exactly. You're going to love this one, because not only did he enjoy doing that, but he also... Loved traveling into the mountains. Ooh, it is beautiful out uh, yes. there. Yes. He had been working as a truck driver for five years. Okay. So thank you. I know I know you're deceased, but still, I want to thank you for your services as being a truck driver because without the, the truck drivers... Our country would... <laughs> we right. wouldn't have anything. Exactly. While on the road, though, he made a stop in Utah and met, met a cashier named Kalana Blake, known as Kai, and moved in with her and her young son. Kai was born May 23rd in 1988, Cedar City, Utah. She would become pregnant at 18 and gave birth to her son, Dayan, D-A-Y-A-N. He'd be born 2006 on April 19th. Single, hardworking mother, provide for her son. The couple would move back to Illinois to be closer to Brock's daughter, who was 10 at the time. Now, when Brock and Kai and their two-year-old Dayan returned to their apartment, they would be attacked by Sheely. He beat all three of them to death with the same hammer he had killed their roommate with, showing no mercy to the toddler or his parents. All four of their bodies would be found on June 30th, 2008. The crime shocked the Midwestern communities while Nick was the prime suspect but nowhere to be found. Now, he's deciding that he's going to uh, just keep going. On the 29th, a couple from Fetus, Missouri, Tom and Jill Estes, they were, yeah, attending a graduation party. The couple who lived in Arkansas were attacked outside their hotel room and brutally murdered. He would place their bodies in the trunk of Ronald Randall, which he was still driving around and hid them behind a gas station. And the motive again, robbery just to get his fix for the drugs. 
and their bodies wouldn't be found till the 30th when police were desperate to find Sheely and hopefully stop the killing. Tom Estes, he was born on December 28th down in good old St. Louis, Missouri. I like it down there for the zoo. And the build and, and the parks and stuff. Yes, and the build a bear museum or the build a bear factory down there. I would still love to go down there. Yeah. Yes. Maybe one of these days we'll we'll be able to get down there. But now Thomas would end up marrying Jill Weber Estes on May 26, 1973. Jill was born on March 13, 1954. So they're both young. And she was born in St. Louis, originally from Missouri. The couple moved from Arkansas, where Tom worked for the Union Pacific Railroad, and Jill worked with special needs elementary students. Quote, they were a happy little couple who enjoyed each other's company, end quote, said a former co-worker of Jill, Holland and Dermot. 2008. Oh, they were also animal lovers. As for you and I, we, we love our fur babies. Parents to a son and a daughter. Oh, and they were also grandparents. July 1st. Oh, finally he gets his July 1st. Sheely, That's the day before my birthday. Right? This douchebag starts asking people if he can use their phones. Of course, you know, at that point, yeah, they can start tracing calls. It was to a suspected drug house in the surrounding. Actually, one person is able to get a hold of the authorities. And now Nick is taken into custody outside the bar. His week-long... Okay, so you were asking earlier how long for sure it took. So, yeah. A week-long murder spree came to an end and left eight people dead. As the prosecution prepared for their case, thank you, Jesus, for all the DNA that we finally can use at this point. DNA was found at the crime scenes belonging to Sheely and video cameras. They found surveillance of him wearing the victim's clothing. What? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, I'm gonna have to try to find this because there was even one video that, um, so he goes to one of his friend's house uh, just to hang out and kind of how the story goes was he knocks on the door, he comes in, the girl's like, hey, why are you all bloody? So yeah, I didn't know how you felt on her getting the immunity for all that. Well, I mean, was she actually there for any of the murders? No, she was just, she. she I think she there. just knew about them. She knew about them, but she was scared for her life. Right. So I think that she should have gotten immunity because it wasn't her fault. Okay. So they drove down, they drove out by a canal where they had sex. She would let her testify, I felt, quote, I felt like my butt was getting a little cold or wet when we came underneath a street lamp. I had blood all over my hands, end quote, Donnelly 2014. Wow. Yeah. Of course she's going to be freaked out, but she agreed to have sex with her husband to, quote, keep the peace, end quote. Wow. Yeah, which, okay, I I see where she's coming from because, of course, I would be scared too. And Right. I get where she's coming from. I do. Here's the sad part, though. It took her a year to come forward to let, them, to let the police know about all this. When you're scared right. of somebody like that, you're terrified. Right. She would come forward... A year later, when her DNA was found. 2011, Nicholas Sheely was found guilty of Ronald Randall's murder by the Knox County jury. He was convicted in Whitesade County 
in October of 2011 for the murder of Russell Reed along with the burglary and the home invasion charges. He's also found guilty of the murders of Brock Branson, Kai Blake, and Dan Blake, and Kenneth Yulvey in 2014. And now he would be sentenced life in prison for Ronnie Randall's death plus 30 years for stealing his truck. He was given a lift sentence for each of the other five Illinois victims, and he is not eligible for parole. Now, I did hear in one area that they did want to try to give him the death penalty, but... So how many years did he get in total so far? Well, he's basically life without parole. There's no chance. Okay. I think that's what they end up deciding without... So where is he at now? Uh, I think we're going to be talking about it here in a hot second. Wait, he's in federal, right? Because it was two states. Well, we'll kind of get to that here in a moment as well. But there was another problem because, as you remember, he had those murders down in Missouri. Missouri still has the death penalty, and he would face that for the murders of Tom and Jill Estes. And the pretrial preparations, though, complicated with the Illinois cases in the with the two Illinois counties. Yeah, this took a good while. Sheely did plead guilty of the two counts of first-degree murder in Jefferson County, Missouri, in exchange for his plea. The prosecutor took the death penalty off the table. He was sentenced to life without parole in Missouri as well. So now he is currently serving his time in, in Illinois. At his Missouri sentencing, at this point, he is trying to get forgiveness from the family. So this is what he does. Senor Sheely gets on his knees. Bro gets on his knees and apologizes for his crimes. He says, he he said he hoped, quote, God would use him to help other prisoners, end quote. He said, and this was Byers 2007. He said that he regretted his actions and quoted the movie Shawshank Redemption. His words did not impress the victim's families. Quote, you know what it's like to be in the presence of pure evil. You can feel as soon as he walks in the room. End quote. Patrick Steed, the Estes' son-in-law, said, Byers 2017. He would uh, go and tell interviewers that he believed his wife was having an affair with her ex, Brock Branson. His family claims his drug and alcohol addictions turned him into a different person. And he said that he was a good man deep down. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking this up. He is in Lawrence Correctional Center. Okay. Here in Illinois. Gotcha. Now, if you didn't think that things could get even worse, maybe wondering, okay, well, we talked about his parents a little bit earlier. <laughs> 2019. Uh, Sheely's parents would actually be arrested in relation to child sexual abuse charges. That case is still pending. Sheely's brother, <laughs> this family, I tell you, his brother is also in prison on drug-related charges. The wife, Holly, she tried to claim some of the reward money shortly after being arrested for her own DUI back in 09. Wow. Yes, but their marriage didn't last. They ended up getting divorced in 2013. As of right now, Nick is housed in, at the Lawrence County Correctional Center and is 
ineligible for release. He will spend the rest of his miserable life behind bars. And that's about three hours and 16 minutes away. I just GPSed it. Okay. Um, And I also saw that it's a medium security prison. Okay. And it's a male only prison. Okay. But yeah, so that is the spree killing of Nicholas Sheely from back in 2008. Interesting. It wasn't as bad. You but were tearing now, up and... It it just hit me out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because my own grandma, she's 94. Yeah. Or close to it, 93, 94. And then with my own parents, they're in their early 60s. And then just last night doing that other case, you know, with the, the four-year-old getting murdered, it hit real hard. Yeah. We've had some hard cases lately. Yeah. But, I mean... With that being said, we are going to go ahead and spin this wheel okay so you, you didn't have any thoughts on this one or you... i'm mad so i'm just going to spin the wheel fair yeah. enough all right so who i will be doing here in a couple weeks hh holmes okay you've so been wanting to do that one i have i've heard i don't know much about hh holmes i've just been hearing the name so much here lately so to be able to go out and actually be able to do it now that is and who that was this one that i had found okay but i i swear i know i've heard it being thrown out there i think Dark actually windows has a one on it don't on him don't they i believe i'll have to double I check i know he's mentioned in there a lot yeah and if if they haven't done one i may reach out to the kevins and see if <clears throat> they can maybe help me point me in a direction see if there's what kind of books they possibly have if any or and he was a serial killer yeah all right well, that's definitely going to be a good one then. And then what about for you? Who are... All right. So next week I'm doing the Ripper crew. I haven't gotten to do much on them yet, but I have done a little bit of research and they were also called the Chicago Rippers oh. and they were part of a satanic cult and organized crime group like that was composed of serial killers. Oh gosh. So I'm not going to go in... Well, there's more to it than just serial killers, but I'm not going to go into that now. You guys will have to wait till next week. At least what year is this taking place? Their span of crime was May 23rd, 1981 to October 8th, 1982. Oh, so 81 to 82. Yeah. Okay. So, and they had 18 victims. So, Oof. okay. We will talk about that next week. All right. Don't forget to go to reaperapparelco.com and use our discount code of Dancy True Crime, D-A-N-S-I True Crime, to get 10% off. Or you can just click on the link down in our link tree below and get 15% off. Or you can go to juststrong.com, discount code of cash, 00410, and you will get 10% off. So, heck yeah. Anything you want to add? Not for today. All right, well, again, I'm Casey. And I'm Daniel. And you have listened to Dancy True Crime. Bye. Hey, guys. Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, they will be posted on our Facebook page. They are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page, join our group. It is 
Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also, you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, well, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.